Hey everybody, Shane Presley here, Rock Paper Podcast. Thank you so much for checking out another brand new episode. Today's features my new friends, Miles of Wire. Had a whole lot of fun hanging out with these guys, talking about some of the band history and their big reunion show coming up this weekend. And we even do uh, some live jamming uh, on some acoustic guitar. So it was a lot of fun. Hope you dig it. I uh, do want to remind you, as always, Rock Paper Podcast is brought to you by Roughneck Beard Company and American Rambler, located right here in St. Louis, Missouri, over in the Maplewood area. Stop by the shop or shop 24-7 at roughneckbeardcompany.com. Use my code RPP15 for an exclusive 15% off your purchase, including all your favorite beard oils, your beard balms, junk powder, or uh, combs, or any of their other wonderful grooming products over there. And you know, during the hot summer months, it may be tempting to shave, but did you know that having a beard can keep you cooler in the summer heat? Beards provide protection from UV rays and keep sweat off your face to keep you cooler longer in the hottest heat. Just make sure to keep your beard clean with Roughneck's house-made beard bar. All-natural soap with milled oats and African black soap. Cleanses amazingly without stripping away your natural oils. And if you do decide to shave it off, do it with American Rambler's amazing pre-shave oils and Miracle Tonic Aftershave. Either way, they've got you covered. Again, shop 24-7 at roughneckbeardcompany.com. Uh, that, and they ship uh, worldwide, so check it all out wherever you're at. Uh, you can uh, pick up some wonderful grooming products from Roughneck Beard Company. Also, uh, super excited to have a brand new show sponsor for you all, and that is my buddy Keith Brake Photography and his KBP Studios over in DeCoin, Illinois. Keith has uh, been working real hard around St. Louis for a long time, taking pictures, uh, doing a lot of live concert photography, live concert photography. But recently, he opened up his own studio at uh, over in DeCoin, like I said. So, KeithBreakPhotography.com today, and you can uh, get yourself booked a session over there. You can come in with all sorts of ideas, whatever you got. I just was in there myself and had a great time hanging with Keith. Snap some. Uh, Really great pictures that I'm super excited about. So uh, if you need some photos done for yourself, for the band, whatever it might be, reach out to Keith Brake Photography and KBP Studios today. Uh, you can use my, uh, drop my name, mention uh, Rock Paper Podcast uh, during your booking, and you can save 10% off your purchase. So that's a great deal, and I'm really glad that Keith is a part of the show now. So get out there and support local business, everybody. Also, uh, if you'd like to continue to support the show, a great way to do so is hit up the merch store. Check out buyjack.com slash rockpaperpodcast and uh, grab a little shiny t-shirt, tank top, hat, all kinds of goodies up there, all kinds of different colors and sizes, whatever you need. So again, uh, thank you to everybody that's already purchased those. Uh, really means the world to me. So thank you, everybody. Uh, if you need me, you can find me at rockpaperpodcast.com. You can hit me up on the socials. Feel free to email me at rockpaperpodcast at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you all. 
And with all that out of the way, sit back, relax, and enjoy this brand new episode with Miles of Wire. Um, a podcast is kind of like a, it's like a radio show that's not on the radio. It's on, it's on the internet. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> that's also like my mom. Uh, it makes it sound more confusing, doesn't it? Uh, it sounds like this. This is Adam from Miles of Wire. This is Raphael from Miles of Wire. And you're listening to Rock, Rock Paper, Paper Podcast. Rock Paper Podcast. This is beat paper, paper covers rock. Rock beats is the shame covers nonstop. Never know what new kind of guests that he's got coming at you. Live and direct on the spot could be rock, folk, country, or hip hop, jazz. All kind of folks that he has. Could be an artist or a comedian to make you laugh on the Rock Paper Podcast. Double decker fudge round rolling Shane coming at you live and direct from ground zero. He's your hero. He's your bestie. Rock paper podcast with Shane Presley. Rock paper podcast. country sound On Tuesday night she comes around She gets high with the boys in the band She'll break your heart again and again She says to me drunk again You should take me for a ride You are always so damn drunk again You ain't ever satisfied You're always hiding from from me Hide from me Hide from me No one knows where she's from or where she goes She gets in freedom all our shows She's standing in the back Drunk again. 
Shane Presley here, Rock Paper Podcast, coming to you from St. Louis, Missouri, hanging out today with the guys of Miles of Wire. Welcome to the show, guys. Thanks, Shane. Thanks for having us. Yeah, Thanks, Shane. Absolutely. Thank yeah, man. I'm, uh, you know, I have uh, anybody that's been following this show for, they've probably heard me say it a bunch, which I don't mind because I'm glad it continues to happen, but I, uh, I love doing this show and and continuing to discover great new music, um, even if it's just new to me. But like, it's a great way for me to continually to expand and like learning all kinds of new music and stuff. And um, so that's like the, that's definitely the case today because like this is our first time getting to meet, and I've mm-hmm. just recently learned of the band, and I took a deep dive through the uh, catalog. That's out there available and stuff so i've uh i'm, I'm real ex- looking forward to this like it was cool to again like to kind of even though you guys have been around for a bit uh but it's still all new to me so it's you know it's cool to even discover something uh, a couple of years later so yeah right on yeah it's kind of new to us again <laughs> it's been a while since right. we've done it so. yeah exactly yeah well let's uh you guys want to properly introduce yourselves for uh, for everybody uh, I'm Adam Anglin, drummer in Miles of Wire. And I'm Raphael Maurice. I'm the singer and guitarist in Miles of Wire. Nice. And we're missing today uh, Randall Ackmeyer, the bass player, and Sean T. Bell, uh, lead guitar. Yeah, man. And that's, uh, um, it, I was wondering, like, because obviously, like, uh, I've seen it promoted, the, the lineup and everything, and, and that you guys have uh, been uh, around for a while, and that, so kind of wanted to go through some of the evolution uh of this project and you know like how things got going and because i i couldn't find uh, a lot of information so that was part of the fun of these two is like i kind of like to get it right from the source and instead of uh you know deep trying to find uh any other you know websites out there with information and stuff but um so uh is it always been the uh the original uh, four of you or have we got, there was there some couple of different lineup changes throughout the years or well how, how far back do you want to go yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, let's, let's start let's start uh let's start pretty the beginning. The beginning i guess yeah well a dear friend of mine and i'd say ours uh larry mollard was our first drummer and uh we started playing up at sean bell the guitarist loft um in downtown st louis and just kind of started messing around a little bit uh drums sean on bass and me on vocals and guitar and uh kind of started just playing a little bit not taking it that seriously and then uh you you 
ran into Adam when I moved back out here. After a while, I was actually just uh, living in my parents' basement. I was a young kid, and uh, it's kind of a transformation. I'm remembering it as best uh, I can. But, yeah, uh, no, I remember I ran into Ray uh, down at the riverfront, and uh, we had gone to high school together, and I hadn't seen him in a while. He had gone off to college, and I'd gone off and done my thing, and ran into him. We were down there, and he had a guitar, and uh, in high school, he played violin, so this was new to me that he was playing guitar. And uh, he played me a few songs, and I was pretty blown away, especially not having seen him in a long time. And he, and he played violin last time I saw him. And uh, played me some tunes and told me about this band that he was in. And uh, I went and saw the band at Off-Broadway. Nice. And uh, it was a great show and had a great time. And then in my recollection, like a little bit later, uh, Larry stepped out of the band, and they had some shows booked. And then... Uh, Ray was like, hey, man, do you want to come drum for these shows? Uh, and he knew me, and he knew I'd like been in a few bands previously, and I was pretty burnt out at the time. And I didn't really want to do it, but I really <laughs> did dig the tunes, and I was like, well, yeah, I'll just do these shows, and that, that'll be it. And, uh, <laughs> and then I did the shows, and then the next thing I know, there was another show, and I did that show, and then we did another show, and then the next thing I know, my drums are in a loft on Washington Avenue in St. Louis and we're recording a, a album a very you know DIY album and uh, we were like hey let's not uh, do anything that we can't do live uh, the three of us yeah but Sean as great as a bass player is is really the guitar player and so he you know as guitar players can do like put a few tracks of guitar on there and i was like well we can't do that <laughs> um can't play shows like that anymore without those extra guitar tracks so yeah. uh i brought in or i suggested let's get randall eichmeyer because he mm -hmm. was a guy that i played with and was real tight with yeah and so i brought randall in and then we became the band that we are right now nice yeah. man yeah 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 uh yeah it's cool that you mentioned uh off broadway because that's Always one of my uh, favorite spots to hit in town, yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's a wonderful place. Yes. Great place. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful room over there, great sound, and mm -hmm. yeah. many, many uh, great shows over there. And right. So, yeah. um, special special place in my heart, for sure. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, I, I like that you also you said um, DIY and uh, uh, not something that you can be able to replicate live and all this. Because like, that's like first thing I, I'm listening to uh the recordings that you guys have out there and and that's kind of that's what exactly what came to mind was like i love the simplicity of it i love like man i like it all like i like big you know screaming guitar solos yeah. and everything else too but like it's just nice to hear um there wasn't there wasn't like super over you know done it was it was just a great songs and that's all you wow. that's all you need was uh so um that's what i was really immediately drawn to that and that this like this is this is my right of my alley this is my taste and stuff so cool. it was cool to get to deep diving through these and i'm like man this is there's some really good stuff in here and and um but i liked uh like i don't know i couldn't really put my like if i had to like say what it was it like it's kind of hard to really pin down like what you guys 
do um you know i think mm-hmm. i know i've seen the, the term like alt country tag too alt country stuff. americana i mean it's yeah, yeah it's a little you like know. i don't i'm not really good at that anyway i like if right. good music's good music whatever don't matter what you do but uh but that was like because like i feel like um you know there was also like some distorted guitars sure. and stuff like that mm-hmm. like you know there's a lot of like kind of rock uh st- stuff coming through there too so like yeah. yeah to us it's always been just like it's rock and roll right yeah you know with a little bit of of everything mixed in you know we all have a lot of different influences Mm. Uh, a lot of the same ones but we all definitely grew up with a lot of different influences too like i grew up uh my dad's a theater director and so i grew up listening to show tunes and, and doing all that and playing in his shows and and doing that aspect which you wouldn't think is an influence on you but it does have an influence on you later on down the road when you're playing in a band and you're thinking of it in like a pit orchestra kind of mm-hmm. way rather than just a regular rock and roll way so you bring all those things that you've learned into what you're doing and yeah. it's just all rock and roll to me yeah you know and as adam mentioned i came up a violinist like i was a suzuki you know the suzuki method classically trained violinist and i think i started messing around with the guitar a little bit when i was in grade school and then later in college really started trying to play in my dorm room we were actually we were actually in a band in high school that's right that's right and i played bass and he played violin and we had a guitar player and i enlisted a much older guy than i knew to come play drums for us at the high school it was pretty hilarious at the time what was that band name Uh, holy never never Nevermore. Never was it Nevermore? Yeah, Nevermore. I think it was yeah. never something more. after Poe or something. Right. Like that. Yeah. I don't know. This is like high school band names always make me laugh. Like there was. Yeah, it yeah. was. It was pretty uh, awful. We yeah. played yeah. some benefit. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, like I was in a different group at the time with some older guys, and I was like, "Hey, come play drums in my benefit high school." <laughs> and he did it, and it was he did. It, yeah. was it was fun. Good. It was fun. Nice man. Why uh why no violin uh or do you play any violin on I these still, tracks? I still play yeah. it. I just um I don't want to say the rigidity of like classical music sure. or anything like that cuz I did enjoy it and it I mean it really is a good field of training if you just want to play rock violin later mm-hmm. or whatever alt country violin yeah. later, right? I still um, push him to to play violin. Shane. I was going to cuz I love playing. He does right? it be got be grudgingly sometimes. Cuz yeah. that's like the biggest like <laughs> I feel like, you know, I'm pretty heavily involved in our St. Louis music scene, obviously, and that's, like, one of the most, like, coveted things because, like, anybody that's, like, good at it is probably in about four or five bands because, sure. like, sure. you know, like, hey, yeah. we, you know, that, uh, so, um, but I also think of, like, you mentioned, like, kind of a rock violin. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a group, uh, Hurt, that uh, Jay Lauren, their singer, and he played, and he throws some violin in there and stuff, and it's, like, um I don't know, just real pretty, and yeah. and uh, but then he also can, you know, great songwriting, and uh, but just like mm-hmm. it's just cool, man. Like it's just fun to something different. You don't see a ton of it, you know, especially uh, outside of like classical orchestra and different, you know, yeah. different things like that. Like right. you know, to see it in uh, in a small club and mm-hmm. with a you know loud, loud rock and roll band or yeah. something. Yeah. So um, yeah, I, I, you were talking about it not too long ago. You were talking about getting an electric violin. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I enjoy playing it with you know with other people, you know someone on guitars, right. acoustic guitars, and singing, and I love complimenting other singer songwriters with mm-hmm. it. But it's not something I want to sit alone in a room anymore and play. <laughs> right. Like it's just not you know it's, and I, I love violin, but yeah, yeah. it's it's yeah. 
Yeah, that's uh, especially like kind of the, the boom, uh, like these, oh, we got some pretty good uh, honky-tonking kind of bands around town and stuff. So like that uh, seems to be um, the what a lot of those guys are playing and getting some crazy on some of the strings and stuff. And mm-hmm. uh, so it's a lot of fun to watch. So, uh, so, um, so you guys, what was that, like 2003, four or something like that, whatever? Yeah, probably. Ago. There, yeah. yeah. And then, uh, so that's kind of the thing too. Like I was, I don't know. I was like, I was kind of telling you guys off mic. I kind of came into St. Louis music, uh, through pops at Sauge and, and mm-hmm. the rock, uh, like modern rock and alternative, uh, scene and stuff. And that's kind of where I, my first was love was I started with guys that I went to school with and, and started following them out. And, yeah. and uh, but it was like, I, I don't know, I always say like, it was kind of interesting cause like I thought when I started doing my show or started doing the podcast, even uh, that I thought like uh, I kind of had a pretty good idea of what St. Louis music. And then I was like quickly realized, man, I, mm-hmm. I didn't know anything. Like there was so many great bands that, uh, so many different genres. Right. You know? yeah. But, and then, and like St. Louis is, you know, obviously, uh, very spread out, like people all over, uh, the County and, you know, Metro East and every, whatever, you know, it's like all over the, they call St. Louis home and play here. And, mm-hmm. um, so like I started realizing there's some several little pockets of, you know, community that, mm-hmm. um, playing in different parts of town and, and they're, um, uh, but so going, uh, down to like off, off Broadway and Broadway Oyster Bar and stuff, I started to spend a lot more time downtown and, and meeting all sorts of other great bands. And so I'm been, it's been fun just, uh, learning and discovering so much doing the show and but uh anyway like uh it was it was um it's still cool you know all these years later can still doing it like i was saying earlier like it's just fun to keep meeting more people and doing it um did you ever get to go uh did you ever go to cicero's or yeah oh yeah 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 yeah. r.i.p to cicero's that was yeah that's kind of what i was getting at was like you guys cicero's is gone you've guys seen it change quite a bit over Mm -hmm. the years and like uh, so what would take me back to 2004? Like what was, what was, uh, what was we, it like for you guys? We mentioned off Broadway, which is still such a wonderful staple yeah, in St. There Louis. Played there a lot, but, uh, have to not just give a shout out, but, uh, even you know, stronger than that to Fred Friction's, yeah. Fred Friction's music, Fred Friction's music club on uh, Chippewa. Music lounge, right? wasn't it? Music yeah. lounge. Yeah. 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 That was such a special place. I mean, it, there's no recreate. You can't recreate that. It was, it was Are you familiar with that place? No, I mean, like I said, I know Fred a little bit just yeah. more through stories. Uh, I haven't actually uh, properly met the man myself. But, He's a uh, brilliant songwriter. Yeah. His old older band, the Highway Matrons, are just, one, I, I think, one of the most terrific groups around that were around, in, period. And uh, his his music lounge on Chippewa was just a home base for us. Yeah, really. I mean, it was, Special, it's, it was literally, you know, in a house. You know, it was like, it felt like you were playing uh, at your house. You know, yeah. that's how comfortable it felt. You know, you're Always. just there. Uh, it's very small, very intimate. But yeah, it, you know, mostly, I mean, a lot of rock bands, we were, uh, you know, playing rock and roll. So it was loud. Yeah. So, I mean, there was no escaping it when you were in there. You know, you, you heard the band. Yeah. Uh, small stage. Uh, I don't even think we mic the drums. Nope. You yeah. know, you just set up and play. Uh, the green room where you could hang out and break your drums down was like his living room. 
Definitely. Uh, it was just a really cool, just made you feel at home. Yeah. Uh, he was such a gracious, he is such a gracious host. Yeah. He's yeah. Great. And a big supporter of us. And uh, yeah. Yeah. What a cool place that was. That would, that, that, it was just astonishing. I mean, and all the underwear stapled to the ceiling. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Just the just and just the all that aside, all the when you go out back, you crowded, know, it's just the backyard, wonderful. you know. I mean, you're literally in a house, which, and I I'm gonna mess this up, like, you know, his dad started that place, Fred, you know, as a, a place for him and his uh, friends to drink, um, and then it just evolved into what his son did to it and took it over and made it Frederick's Music Lounge. Yeah, yeah, we. Awesome place. Yeah, we saw a lot of great acts coming up there too. Yeah, like alcohol did. stunt band. Alcohol uh, stunt band. Two cow garage. Yeah. Like so, just too many to list, even, but just wonderful acts coming through. Milton Mapes played there, and just, just it was such a special place. But yeah, yeah. And then like we talked about off Broadway, uh, we did Cicero's. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did Mississippi Nights before that closed. Yeah, Another great venue. I mean, I grew up great, going to yeah. that venue. Yeah. I saw my first show there, like, uh, back in high school, when I saw the Dead Milkman. Yeah. Uh, That's yeah. cool. And then many, many, many other shows at Mississippi Nights. I mean, yeah. yeah. I was really bummed when that place went Ooh. way out. Uh, way, out way Out Club, Club. just yeah. shut down. We played a lot of shows there. Mm-hmm. It's really fun. Um, there was another place down near uh, Mississippi Nights. Uh, even it closed way before. Called Bernard's Pub. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know people out there will remember that one. That was a interesting place to play. Uh, yeah, a little rough. A <laughs> little rough. You know, you never knew what you were going to get there. But a uh, lot, lot of fun. Did the Urge play there? Is that possible? I think the Urge played there. Yeah, a bunch of times. Yeah, that's I'm a, just trying to remember Bernard's. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. That was like the stories I always hear. Like, um, you know, I'm honestly. Now become real good friends with all those guys of the urge and um, and you know but people other fans uh, friends of mine they, I hear all these stories about especially Mississippi Nights and stuff like that like you're saying like and because um, I got into the music but I didn't really get to get kind of late into uh, going out to shows like it was again I was I didn't really have a that person taking me to stuff when I was younger so like I didn't yeah. my first. The first one I show I went to uh, asked my mom to take me to was uh, '97 to see uh, Matchbox 20 at mm-hmm. uh, the Scott Trade or Enterprise, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and uh, or uh, yeah, I guess it's Enterprise now, right? Still, yeah, or, I think so. I don't know, whatever is whatever they want to call it. The uh, mega uh, Yeah, right. And, I was uh, like, it's like Riverport Amphitheater. It's always yeah, Riverport. Sure. Name, no matter what, right. No matter what name it is now, and I'm like, where are you going? And Riverport, but other than that, like it wasn't until like really like after high school, like you know, I'm telling you, my friends started playing. That's when I first started really going out to more of my shows. Uh, so I missed a lot of the uh, the urge shows until they reunited and started doing the pageant mm-hmm. shows and stuff. So it was fun that to finally get to start going to those. And I saw you know, of course, like Gravity Kills on those shows too, and yeah. all these great mm-hmm. you know bands that I used to listen to and mm-hmm. just never saw live. So. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fun that like that these you know even going into what you guys are doing coming mm-hmm. having this reunion show in a sense and uh, yeah. so uh, you know it's great that these bands kind of go on a hiatus for a minute or whatever and then they come back and like they you know doing these great shows so it's mm-hmm. fun uh, seeing that they still love to hang out with each other and play music mm-hmm. and stuff and mm-hmm. um, but I just uh, want to say about the urge I, I got to see them 
you know, when I was, I think I went with my friend John when I was probably like just right out of grade school, maybe right in high school, something like that. And their show was so wonderful and terrifying and exhilarating. (laughs) But I remember there was the terrifying aspect of it, you know, people floating around and moshing and all of that. But it it was just, it was especially like straight to hell or something like that. Like, it was really fun. Yeah. Uh, Steve's, uh, been obviously a big part and a super supportive friend, uh, of this show. And, uh, uh, actually the first, first like, um, experience for me, like uh, booking a show and, uh, anything like that. Mm -hmm. I was, uh, I wanted to do like a birthday party for the show to celebrate one year. And, uh, Steve had been doing like these acoustic brunch shows on uh, every now and then at uh, at Steve's Hot Dogs, mm-hmm. and he would. Uh, so I was like, "Man, that's kind of cool that you know something." I was like, "What if I do that?" And like I said, so I hit up Steve and I said, "Hey, would be would you be into this? Like, if I allow me to book one of these acoustic brunch Sundays and like, yeah. and he's like, let's do it." And I brought in like six friends of the show and we. Uh, it was an incredible day, and I'm so I'm get to I'm working on the lineup and everything. And Steve goes, "I'll play." I'm like, "Okay, you know, like the, <laughs> the very first show I put together." And Steve That's Ewing's nice. playing. Steve and, Ewing's playing. Yeah, uh, he had Adam play acoustic guitar with him, and they did a <laughs> bunch of urge tunes very and, cool. and That's, some covers. Yeah, and uh, I was just like, you know, nerding out the whole time. I was like, "This is crazy!" Like, <laughs> so uh, obviously uh, he's a great guy and a super fan of uh, St. Louis, and he's you know doing all I can to support what local business and local mm-hmm. music and everything and trying to, so I'm a big fan of his too, but yeah, he just played not long ago out at, uh, the winery I work at oh. Mount Pleasant. He's a, he's oh. a hustler. He's all yeah. over. He played, I mean, I don't know how he does it, but he's, he's a great dad too. He's always at his, taking his kid to uh-huh. soccer games and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then he's running the business and playing gigs. And I'm just like, uh, and he's like, attic. and he's like, <laughs> training for these uh workout uh like um, m- um muscle mm-hmm. competitions and stuff yeah. the guy's in incredible shape and yeah. uh so i don't know. just like us <laughs> <laughs> cheers <laughs> uh, but uh so uh well, let's talk about some uh some of your guys music because we d- uh we did do some yeah. we did do some great uh live acoustic songs and i love this kind of stuff just uh you know again not that you guys the records aren't you know super different than this but uh it's fun to just kind of strip it down to the guitars and vocals and and uh really dive into those lyrics and stuff so this was a lot of fun for me uh but let's uh, i guess we'll start the with the first one we did a, a song called marriage right mm-hmm. uh anything come to mind around uh, this particular song guys um i mean when we were working on it, and I was just... It actually started as an acoustic song, like most of them do. Um, I mean, it, it's just the old story. You're in a bad relationship, and so you write a song about it, or at least something that's kind of directed by it, the, the feelings you have inside. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's about all I can say about it, and it's yeah. also a kind of a a dig at the, the wedding band industry, shall yeah. we say. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's uh, (laughs) (laughs) 
count was maxed out and so was my heart Only thing that won't let you down was all like that's you know obviously uh it, i don't know uh, songwriting's always like been a, a big thing that i'm like super into like i love again i was telling you all I love doing I, I used to do a songwriter showcase and all this stuff just because like a big fan of this whole you know thing but uh and i love the stories that go into them and and it's like uh uh but like it was just uh for me I always wanted to do that. Like that's something I, you know, I was like, man, it'd be cool to like write my start writing my own stuff. And I don't know for whatever reason, I I don't have it. I mean, I mean, I'm sure if I worked at, I could probably mm-hmm. do something. But like, I just never had that natural knack. Like something's 
uh, I need to write this, you know, put down pen to paper and try to do this. Cause every time I do and you try to think about something, it's always like everybody else's lyrics start pouring out of my head. But, sure. uh, yeah. so it's difficult for me to like shut that off and really channel mm-hmm. my own feelings. And, uh, um, but, uh, I feel like that's the biggest one. Like is those moments where it's, you know, super heightened, uh, you know, either falling in love or falling out of love. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, like those are the ones that are going to yeah. channel the best song and stuff. You have that where there's so much raw emotion yeah. into it and stuff. So I, uh, is back to Fred friction, a young songwriter asked him once he said, uh, or he, the young songwriter said, uh, I can't ever decide what lyrics to, to write down, what to keep, what to throw out. And Fred just kind of quickly said, thoughtfully but quickly said uh write what you can't forget about mm-hmm. in whatever form that takes right so yeah it's great. not a guarantee that you always do something great but at least you'll you, you you're trying to not forget about it right? yeah <laughs> yeah i feel like that's i mean also a great example is like these these songs i mean some some live longer than others but um those i feel like there's a great way to like capture that moment and that memory uh you know and, and put it into uh a nice little melody and some in those lyrics and stuff so yeah i feel like you gotta i mean like ray like playing with him for as long as i have like like i'm usually behind the drums you know i'm playing the drums and but him and i hanging out you know i'm always i play acoustic with him and and uh, we do it that way but like watching him write songs or, or being part of him showing songs has like helped me to write songs <laughs> You know, and help push me to, and his encouragement has helped push me to, to write songs. Because I'm, you know, like like you, I, was, I, I didn't think I could do it, you know. And and I was always behind the drums or I was playing bass and just being a supporting player. But, you know, just seeing other people do it and getting a little inspiration and just, you just, you got to do it, I think. You know, right. like, yeah. You have to work at it. At least, I mean, I had to work at it. You know, it just doesn't come like that sure. all the time. You know, like it does take work. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's fun work most of the time. Yeah, you know. I don't. I mean, you've talked about it. Like, mm-hmm. like even a certain guitar has songs. Has songs in it. Like, I mean, he's had a dozen guitars (laughs) two dozen guitars you know the time i've known him you know yeah and just like he's like well a new guitar gives me a new outlet to write new songs you know so for some people it's like that you know like right but i believe that you also you have to put in the work you have to sit down and do it you know yeah you you can't wait for uh inspiration no and you you have to find your own inspiration yeah it's almost like out of habit you'll you'll It'll it'll keep regifting itself, or it'll fall flat on its face. But at least you know. But you, you got to keep trying. Keep trying. Yeah. That way, when the inspiration does come, you're ready. You're ready. Yeah. You know. Was this uh, was songwriting? Um, you know, was that always there early on, like in, in high school and stuff, or was that something that you started getting into I later? I thought about it a lot. Yeah. I thought about it a lot, but it wasn't until like Adam was saying earlier, like when I got back and we were down at the riverfront here in Washington when I got back from college that. Yeah. I had quietly worked on a few songs in my dorm room. And yeah, I mean, he was still with him. He was quiet about it even when uh, that story I was talking about on the riverfront, you know, like it was like, you know, hey, I wrote this song, you know, kind of thing, you know. <laughs> don't, I mean, don't he, was, tell him. he was shy about it, yeah. you know. Uh, I mean, he always had great melody within his uh, violin playing, but he had never, like, 
wrote songs back then. You know, and I don't know, maybe it took a little bit more experience or whatever, life experience and yeah, and, and things. You, and yeah. uh, but uh, yeah, when I heard him start playing some of the songs that we still play today, I was like, wow, he's really got you know this thing going on, this uh, understanding of. I don't know what, but you know, yeah. great melody and and uh, songwriting. You know, I yeah. was pretty blown away. Yeah. For sure. What, so, what was um? So, you guys, uh, we did, uh, like I said, all, a lot of the uh, songs uh, you can hear on these the three records I mentioned. Mm-hmm. We we do have uh, those out there readily available wherever you're getting your digital music at. Um, and uh, but like, so. You know, we recorded a couple of records. There was a, it seemed like what, a six year gap between two and three or something like that, right? And they let, what, 12, 2012? Between the, the release. Yeah. The release of it. Yeah, it was right. probably more of the release. Like, right. Yeah. We did the first two pretty quick yeah. together, and then the other one took a little bit longer. Uh, that's how we were playing a lot of shows. Sure. Yeah. Um, but that was, so what was like in that time period, like what, what do you, what do you guys consider like uh, maybe the height of, uh, Miles of Wire and stuff like what was? Uh, I don't know. I mean, we did. We played the pageant a few times. Yeah. We went up to Indianapolis and played the Midwest Chicago. Music Summit. Oh wait, the highlight. We got to go down to Sun Studios and play. Nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that was wonderful. I don't even remember exactly how that came about. I just remember Sean was like, "Hey, we just got invited to go down and play at Sun Studios." <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, for the weekend, and yeah. we went down there, and we had a blast. And, you know, and it's just crazy, like. You're in this room and it's just dead. Like that room is dead. Like mm-hmm. you hit the cymbals and they just die. And like, like my drums are right where like Elvis's drums are. Right. <laughs> you know, and Ray's standing on the X where Elvis sang. Johnny you know? Cash. Sure. And then all these pictures are around you of all these legends. You know, Johnny Cash and Carl Perkins and uh, <laughs> Elvis Presley. I mean, I'm forgetting everybody else, but. Uh, <laughs> And it was it was great. We got to play in there and record two songs, and uh, we had a blast. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I think uh, not to be sentimental or anything. Um, I I think that is was is a wonderful moment. Was a wonderful moment. Yeah. But every time I get to play with Adam Randall and Sean, like even when it's you know we're talking about inspiration, having to wait for it and work for it, mm-hmm. and when it's there, it's ready. You don't. Pretty much every time I've gotten to play, which is a lot of years with them, I, I feel like the inspiration's ready and I'm ready for it. And so, not to put too fine a point on it, I I just think the act of playing music is the height of the music. Like mm-hmm. whether there's 30 people or wherever it is, does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, we played, you know, like a month ago for the first time in I think 10 years. I mean, I don't know the exact. Yeah, date or whatever it. you know that all four of us were in the same room and it was just like you know a little bit awkward at first but then <laughs> we plugged in and then I just said what do you want to do let's do this song and we did that song and then we did another song and mm-hmm. you know it's like riding a bike or whatever you know it just worked and felt good and it just feels so good yeah. it was fun yeah. I was talking uh, buddy the other day and I, uh, I'm, I'm a big uh, Howard Stern fan. I listen to a lot of his show, mm-hmm. and, and he's been running these repeats and uh, for the summer. And uh, played an interview with Ice T, and uh, he uh, he was talking about like I guess the um, body count. I just like re- gotten yeah. back together and was doing some festivals at the time with this the recording, and mm-hmm. and uh, but he was talking about that and how like um, 
you know, how good it felt and how, like, you go right back to the age you were when you guys, like, wrote these songs and stuff like that. And, like, and yeah. I always thought that, or, like, and that's the same thing with the fans for hearing it. Like, they, it's like everybody goes back to being 18, 20 years old or whatever, you mm -hmm. know, and, like, and it's just, like, it's cool uh, to yeah. uh, hear, hear like, that. Like, I've, I've often felt that and think, think about it. It was, it was fun to hear Ice-T saying yeah, that. It for happens sure. for him, too. For so. sure. Music, I mean, to me, is, like, it's, I mean, it's, like, a, it's a drug, you know, and sometimes it's the best drug, sometimes it's the worst drug, you know? Like, like I remember playing when I was a kid, you know, like, and things, like, started clicking, you know? I was playing bass, and things started clicking, or like when you're playing guitar and you start, you, you, it's, your brain starts to make sense of those chords shapes and, and you can go between them instead of stopping and strumming and stopping and strumming. But then later on you get with a few people and you're playing for the first time and it all connects and you're like, holy shit, holy shit. And you're super high, but you're not on any drugs, <laughs> right. you know, but you're really high and you're like, this is amazing. Yeah. You know, this is the greatest thing I've ever felt. Yeah. Uh, and it is the greatest thing you've ever felt. And then after that, it sucks because you're like, now I got to get that again. Yeah, I want to yep. do that some more. And now you're just <laughs> yeah. chasing it the whole time, you know, that drug of music, you know. <laughs> yeah. And will you, will you ever get the first time again? Probably not. Right. And will it be? But you get real yeah. close. Sure. Will it be witnessed, too, is the will other it, question. Yeah. Why? Yeah, it's like, it's almost like you have to. It's a secret you have to keep around that you're chasing all the time. Yeah. Like a drug, right? Yeah. It is. It is like a drug. Well, let's uh, let's pause for a second because uh, yeah, I just noticed my battery is about to die. Well, you guys mentioned um, getting back together and playing uh, in a month ago or so. And we do have a big show coming back up uh, here on August 28th. And uh, this, you said this is like the first one in several years yeah, like yeah 10 years i think yeah uh so let's uh let's talk about this night again uh this will be happening august 28th and uh and i don't know i'm sure i'll say this wrong but uh was it heatonhausen center for art for the arts is that right or? yeah i think so i think the the nickname of it is the het oh the het hettenhausen yeah, yeah. um uh, see i told you i was gonna mess it up i'm not good at this so yeah. you know talking stuff I've only, I've just seen pictures of it. Yeah. It is a beautiful theater, beautiful large theater, and uh, yeah, it's it's on the campus of a college in Lebanon, Illinois, and uh, we're just super excited to be playing. I know I am. So, yeah. yeah, it's gonna be a good time. Yeah. So what's uh, like kind of take me back to like this whole idea, like bringing the band back together, like what and putting this night together, like what's uh, well, what, what was that decision entail? It kind of came out of the blue, like, you know, like, uh, it was a few months ago, like, we got a message from Sean saying somebody offered us a gig, <laughs> and it was like, are you sure they went, they want us? <laughs> you know, like, are you sure they got the right band, yeah. because we haven't played in like 10 years? Yeah. And he was like, no, no, they reached out to us and uh, want us to play at the head, and uh it was all, like all through text message, and uh, I think, I mean, I was instantly like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. And everybody was kind of instantly like, yeah, let's do it. And then then it was like, well, when do we get together? How do we get together? Mm -hmm. And we're in the middle of a pandemic. And uh, 
are you vaccinated? Everybody <laughs> vaccinated? What are we doing? Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, not to, I don't want to harp on all that, but, but, uh, yeah, so we finally figured it out and started rehearsing here at uh, Ray's house down in the basement and, uh, had a few rehearsals, gonna have, I think, one more and then play the show and, uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, so tickets are available now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, so you can grab those and, Join us that evening, and uh, that's uh, so. I don't know. Just like, uh, is what what was like uh, the the thing that like made us like stop though? Like, why? Why was it? Was the families and babies oh, and stuff and life? Yeah, and it's stuff, just yeah. life. Life getting in the way. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, that's a pretty big gap there, and and like yeah. just to pick up and like it yeah. was just doing different things. Everybody yeah. kind of was doing their own thing, and. Right. Uh, Sean and Randall are playing in other groups. Sean and Randall are playing in other groups. Uh, I've always played in one or two groups. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did uh, you guys, uh, re- you know, remain uh, in contact throughout those years, or was it like yeah, uh, pretty much, yeah, yeah, pretty much, nice, yeah, yeah, that's mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, Ray was living uh, up on Cherokee. Mm-hmm. I would go up and see him, uh, and then he moved back out here, and then it was just we'd get together and play all the time. Very cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was nice that, uh, like I said, we, at least we have, we now we have a date on the calendar and stuff. And hopefully it's, uh, we'll, we'll add some more to the, right? Hope, yeah. Yeah. I certainly would hope so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I would like to, it'd be cool to get, make this more of a, a regular thing and not, uh, every 12 years or whatever. Or 10, yeah. 10, 10, 10, yeah. Yeah. Right. right. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, we'll see. There's going to be a little hiatus. So. Yeah. <laughs> This guy right here has got a yeah, we, got a little yeah. one coming right. soon, so that'll be a little bit of a break. But, yeah, uh, little boy. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah that's super exciting, man. I'm I'm real happy for you. That's uh, I uh, you know, thank I've, you. I've um, just uh, just went through my uh, my brother's wife uh, sister. I just had her first kid, and like mm-hmm. it's just and we're real close, all of us, and uh-huh. and uh, so it's just exciting to at times to be a part of that and everything so yeah it's an uh, exciting thing yep frightening and exciting I think, oh yeah for sure <laughs> yeah. i think all part of it like though is like you know if you think you know 10 years ago 10 years ago that, that means we were 10 years younger you know so we were in a different headspace back then um you know we're a little we're definitely older uh maybe a little wiser <laughs> maybe i don't know what and we just kind of realized like you know we had a lot of fun doing this, you know, yeah. like let's mm-hmm. put any kind of silliness and pettiness away and let's just have fun again, yeah. you know, yeah. like let's not take it too serious and let's just play some rock and roll and have fun. Yeah. yeah. It's been really nice. That's what it's really all about anyway. Yeah. It's just having fun. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, um, so I went to, uh, years ago, yeah. went to a show at, uh, the, um, uh, the point was putting on a, way back point fest uh yeah. bringing a bunch of these 90s uh and 2000s uh acts and stuff out and um i remember uh eve six was there and uh i don't know if you guys re- remember them but they yeah, had yeah. A, a couple of big radio hits and uh and but i do recall there well now i think he's kind of started getting some some attention for some other things on twitter and stuff some of his some of his uh rants and views on uh on on social media and stuff but mm-hmm. made me laugh uh, real hard because when uh when they came out and played the lead singers like this song might sound like it was written by an 18 year old because it was yeah. and like you know something mm-hmm. like you know like mm-hmm. it was just like that whole idea like uh or even 
in a much greater sense of a guy like Paul McCartney, uh, who's still out there doing it and still yeah. singing or, or Mick Jagger, uh, you know, they're singing these songs that they wrote when they were, you know, kids and stuff mm-hmm. and like, and still 60 years later singing these songs right. and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but that's the only thing I was, that's what I was kind of alluding to was like, is it, uh, you know, do you still resonate with these lyrics or have they changed or, or, uh, you know, right. like, yeah. do they have different meaning now today than they did then? Or is it Adam, you said, uh, maybe we're a little wiser. There are a few songs I, I'll just speak for myself on this one that don't resonate right. with me and that were part of a moment and like almost just an urgency to get it out of your system. But there are a lot I've really come to love even more. So it's kind of a balancing act. It's kind of a trade-off. Yeah. I always find that, like, as a fan, you know, again, I'm listening to the music, and I always find it interesting that sometimes a song I've heard a hundred times, you know, and I'm like, oh, it's a good song or whatever. And then all of a sudden, like, something in my personal life happens or whatever, and I finally have that moment where it's like I first hear it. Mm-hmm. all over again and i'm like damn man like that like this floors me and i'm just like and a whole like a whole new light yeah, yeah. And it's like uh it really just resonates for me and like them like this is now he's now it's i'm now i get it now he's telling my story or however sure. it is and it's like so it's always an interesting thing with uh with songs you know it's like how they can the same words all yeah, of a sudden yeah. they, a whole it has a whole new meaning to it right. all and stuff so that's right well meanings uh i think for you know words just in general or like songs you know like i'm behind the drums listening to the lyrics yeah that ray has written and uh on like one funny instance i thought he was saying something completely different <laughs> like a totally different word <laughs> and i remember telling him uh you know i was like what about why do you keep saying this and he was like i'm not saying that <laughs> you know I was, I was saying a different word but then you were like that's kind of good though <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then we'd play like shows and then like sometimes he, i think he would throw it in there just to mess with me, yeah. you know, because he would look back and kind of smile sometimes when he'd sing this lyric. Yeah, but uh, but the, you know, the lyrics being behind the drums are like a different meaning to me than they are to him who wrote it. You know, right. like, and I that's the beautiful thing about it. You know, like I don't like um, songwriters to tell you exactly what the whole song's about, right? right. Because that kind of takes away from what it could be. You sure know, yeah. to everybody yeah I, I i often ask the question like and i don't necessarily ask so you tell me uh the whole story you know like this is, you know but i also like sometimes um there's interesting stories around song like sure we were at yeah. we were writing a song here or whatever and mm-hmm. you know uh i think about i again going back to stern show i, I heard neil young tell this crazy story about like uh he was in some kind of crazy fever and requested an like a notepad and out of that like he wrote like cinnamon girl and all the like all and like and like he was like out of his mind delusional on the because of his fever and all the and everything and like didn't know what he was writing he just scribbling and then like out of that he like deciphered Mm -hmm. like put together what became these songs and stuff like which i find it fast i mean who i don't know it's a great great story i don't know if it's like how accurate and true you know but it's just like but still it's like it's a fun story to hear Mm -hmm. when you're thinking about those songs and stuff so yeah um but uh yeah again sometimes i like to sometimes i paint in my own picture in my own mind you know and i'm like Mm -hmm. and this is you know i like what i've created you know better than you telling me exactly why participating yeah. with like, the song yeah. yeah well just as like 
I, you know, like as somebody who's writing the song, like you said earlier, like does it do, does playing these songs bring you back to you know how it was when you were playing them before, like your emotions when you were playing them before? That's the same thing to the listener. You know, the listener can hear a song at a certain time in their life, mm -hmm. and it can always bring them back to that period right. of time when they first heard that song. Just the same way as it can bring the songwriter back to when he wrote it as well. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. two different, you know, worlds right there. Yeah. Yeah. I think sometimes I feel like, again, for those songwriters that put their heart into all these songs, it's sometimes it can be kind of be like a pick and a scab, you know, it's like, yeah. Oh, sure. yep. That still hurts. You know, it's like, uh, if it was, you know, about a relationship or whatever it might be and stuff. So well, I think yeah. Randall, Adam, Sean, y'all, not that I, it's just, they're such fine musicians. Mm -hmm. They're such excellent musicians that that also feeds into how I feel about the lyrics in the end. Like how, how it's all comes together and is shaped as a song in totality. Right. And it's it's funny, I've joked about it, but I've often said I'm the weakest link in Miles Meyer. Because <laughs> I just it, but that's just a compliment to all of them. Sure. That yeah. They're they're just fantastic musicians. You couldn't ask for better better friends yeah man better, absolutely better musicians so yeah but we wouldn't all be there without all of us you know yeah mm -hmm. yeah oh yeah uh i get it i get it. I, I i have to show up right <laughs> i get to show up <laughs> let's talk about um a song called bitter gods mm -hmm. and that you uh you guys again uh this is uh you two uh with two acoustic guitars and uh Like a man with a gun at 
kills bitter gods You know he loves you And it takes all his time Just hanging around Just hanging around Just hanging around This was, uh, I think this is the first time I heard this one, and, uh, and this really, I, I resonated, again, speaking, connecting to lyrics and stuff, this, uh, especially the last uh, line there you throw out you know, on the song, and pretty heavy for me, because uh, I went through uh, this most, re- pretty recently, my, my, I lost my mother in 2019, and uh, so, like, there's uh it's still a sensitive thing for me, sure. obviously, like any, you know, just uh, she was, uh, you know, we, we had a lot of fun together going out to a lot of shows and stuff. So like, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it was tough and it was, of course it was also like very fat. Uh, she was diagnosed brain cancer in June and gone in December. So it was like, it was really a, a brutal, um, process of dealing with that with urban. Um, and, uh, so when you, when you say, uh, you caught that line at the end. Yeah, you yeah. said the sweetest sound was my mother's voice, and yeah, she's yeah, yeah. no longer here, right? Or something, right. something along those lines. And uh, so, like, you know, got got me. Uh, yeah. So, uh, if good memories serves me right, you know, like when I go back to that story down at the riverfront, uh, that was one of the songs, one of the songs that Ray played. So, that's how old that song is. Oh, yeah. Like, that's 2002, maybe, or something, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't even know when you actually wrote that. Yeah. But I remember hearing it back then. So, like... Mm-hmm. It was fresh then. But. Yeah. Like, Ray and I have been playing that song for that long. Like, we've never recorded it. I mean, we've, I think we've recorded versions of it, but right. we never put it out. Right. Okay. So, like, him and I have been playing that song for that long. And, like, going back to that story, you know, like, I heard that song and I was like, wow. Yeah. Wow. That's a hell of a song, you know. That's yeah, amazing. Man. Yeah. Yeah, that, oh, that's cool to, to hear that you uh, has never really been properly recorded too, like so no. on no. for the record and stuff. So we did it for you, Shane. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Just for that. You. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's, uh, it's kind of a preparing. I mean, in a way, we have to prepare not only for our own but for those around us. They're 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 going somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, what? However, you feel about that in any sense is it's the case, right? So. The song is really just preparing myself and you know anybody who participates with it to mm-hmm. to be prepared for what's coming for yourself and others. And it's you know I mean one of the things you I I actually teach and tutor at uh, East Central College there in Union. And uh, sometimes when I'm talking to my students, they'll say a certain passage is sad, and I'll say yeah, but it it's sad, sure, but it's got 
some oomph behind it because of the language and I'll compare it to like a distortion pedal or a good picking pattern or something or something that supports the song. So even if a song or a passage is sad, it's got to have something to prop it up, right? So, right. But th anyway, Bitter Gods is just kind of a meditation and a preparation for what what's coming. Yeah. yeah it's pretty stoic. Well, all, about yeah, it. I mean, what we're yeah. all going to go through. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's a... Uh, uh, it's definitely the, the circle of life, man. So, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I, uh, I don't know. I just, that, especially that stood out to me, but I, I appreciate you sharing that with us today, man. That Thank was, you. That was great. Let's talk about, um, one, another one too. This is, uh, this is just Ray Solo acoustic on this one and a song called Paper Moon mm -hmm. that you guys did. Works get from you to me. 
right side of the paper moon And I Love again soon Gonna drop you a letter On the bright side of the paper moon Another great tune, man. So what? Uh, I was like, we haven't this, recorded this, this one, one yet. Either. Not recorded you? No, no. Not as a band, no. No. But is this um, one you do a lot though, or we or? we played it a lot? Yeah, as we as played as it wire, at yeah. lot at shows. Right. We just we never recorded it. I don't yeah. know why. We just never did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the, the but it's a great song. Yeah. The super we called him Super Fan Dan, but Dan Flynn gave me a typewriter uh, many years ago. Obviously. Uh, so, and uh, the lyrics are, uh, you know, about the typewriter, of course. And uh, it, was, it was actually just a dedicatory language piece to Dan Flynn. So Dan Flynn's out there. Yeah, shout out Thanks, to Dan. Man. Shout yeah. out to Dan. Yeah. Super fan Dan. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just a great guy that started coming to our shows, you know, and was always coming to the shows. Yeah. Uh, is a great guy it's always fun when you get you know like you know you play a lot of shows and you know your friends and family are always coming and you know you're like well of course they like it you know mm-hmm. i invited them you know? yeah and then this so you meet somebody that you don't know and they're a big fan and you're like wow so that's cool yeah you know we didn't have to invite that guy you know? <laughs> so, yeah. so hence super fan dan yeah yeah you know. and a kind soul yeah you got uh you guys know typewriter tim at all uh, we did a show with Tyler. Yeah, right? yeah, nice man. Yeah. yeah. What was that? Uh, the tap room? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think yeah, the tap room. He's uh he's one of my favorite characters yeah. around town. Like and he uh he's he's become a good friend over the years, uh and, and then uh I uh, I lost my uh pup uh a couple weeks back, uh or months ago I guess in April and uh and he made a nice uh glass orb uh with her cremains and oh, that's cool. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, he's he's Got a lot of different skills. He's he's yeah. you know, and glass yeah. is one of those. And uh, but he he's also made me other pieces that include typewriter parts. And that's mm-hmm. so that's what when I'm here in typewriter, that's what. Yeah. Uh, of course, he's the first one that comes to mind. And mm-hmm. uh, but uh, uh, yeah, he's uh, he's an interesting guy and, and a lot of fun to hang with. And I he's done the show twice, and I don't think I I think on both of them I combined probably said about. Ten words. Uh, you know, yeah. I, he's one of those guys I can just press record and let he him. Goes. He goes and shares all the stories, and uh, so he's uh, he's great though. Nice. Uh, but yeah, I uh, I really like this. So I I don't know. I just think um, got me thinking that you guys saying these haven't been recorded. Uh, we should probably do that. I think that would be cool to get some uh, a new Miles of Wire. Uh, yeah, some yeah. record out there. Yeah, I mean, I think. Yeah, that's. That's, that's my goal. plan. That's his plan. Yeah. Um, I don't think it would take any. T- it just takes time. Sure. Yeah. You know, once we got in there, I don't think it would take any time. Yeah. It's just getting us all together in yeah. kind of the I right think, time, right place. You know. I think uh, our uh, friend Adam uh, commented on on the post and promoting you guys were coming on the show, and he asked about vinyl. I'm is yeah. That, is that something that's always been kind of? Well, I was talking to him. I was talking to Adam about it. Shout out to Scrub. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, because he's you know been doing his thing and he was giving me some tips on you know where to get vinyl and who to get it done by and that's something we'd love to do we'd love to yeah. take all of our previous records and put them on vinyl it's just a little pricey oh yeah yeah right. yeah but i feel yeah. like i mean it's still expensive either way but i feel like um 
you know, there's definitely been a, a giant resurgence uh, yeah. in, in vinyl records again now. So there's been, I think at, at, at one point there was like only like one or two factories or whatever that were still doing it. So that's why I think costs were so expensive being mm. that they're you know, pressing and stuff. So like uh, now there's a, been a lot more that, so I think costs have come down a little bit yeah. and stuff like, uh, so, uh, but still it's, you know, it's pretty expensive. A lot, a lot more than just pressing a CD and stuff. Or, right. Uh, yeah. So, but speaking I, of CD, we probably have a CD for you. All right. Can cool. we have one here? Yeah. Oh look, yeah. in the basement. Yeah. Maybe I was wrong. <laughs> in the scary basement. Yeah. Or <laughs> we practice. I will get you one eventually. Yeah. One of those uh, <laughs> uh, mentioned earlier. One of those shows. Uh, they, they. Uh, I'm sure you guys have two kind of a similar thing, but they. Uh, they throw all this stuff out on the merch table stuff that's been sitting sitting around forever and down yeah. in somebody's basement and stuff they like here take this stuff we give it so like yeah. i had like a um uh too much stereo bumper sticker and stuff mm-hmm. you know like the stuff you know it's probably at the time probably 15 years old or whatever yeah. what you know something like that so uh it's just uh kind of funny to uh look back and have the you know these things that have been sitting in a box somewhere in somebody's sure. basement for for many years and we got uh, one of those yeah we have boxes. i was actually like going through stuff uh in my basement like long story short like i had a fire like a year ago and and when we were clearing everything out and i found a bunch of like miles wire stickers yeah <laughs> i was like wow look at these <laughs> sure Are these vintage now yeah yeah, right. yeah. That's stickers ebay yeah I'm, uh, <laughs> sitting on a fortune man right uh <laughs> but uh i would uh i would like that man i think that would be uh fun to hear these on vinyl and hearing uh hearing uh you know remastered and yeah. and everything else yeah and, uh you so, might get your wish yeah let's do well, that hopefully we all do yeah um well i've been uh so again uh grab tickets and see the show on august 28th and and uh throw a couple bucks to help to support these guys and maybe we'll make we'll get those records even sooner than uh, right, so, right. Yeah. You know, I just want to say uh, happy birthday to Sean T. Bell yeah it's his birthday, birthday Sean. oh nice happy birthday Sean um, I like to rock <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I've been going around asking some questions and uh, I'll just get your guys take on some of these uh, uh, what would be a uh, dream duet for the group like who is somebody or collaboration that you is there anybody else out there that you'd like think about like it'd be cool to work with them or have them come sing on a song or like something anybody ever sure yeah it's a dream <laughs> i don't know uh, yeah. i don't know either uh, like producer or something like, I, don't know. like I, I mean it's kind of getting to the question what bands do you like sure and like i don't know i, I back up jason molina and yeah. rest in peace but back him up on yeah. anything and there's just too many to oh yeah us, yeah right? it's, it's an but impossible question yeah it's an impossible question but it's uh i often think about too like you know a lot of people think of like a you know singer or guitar player or mm-hmm. something you know think whatever comes to mind like that but like i also you know think you know uh somebody an engineer behind the board uh working with somebody yeah um I mean Rick Rubin. That'd yeah, be cool, I mean sure. yeah for sure. Like hang out Sangre La and he, yeah. let him do his voodoo. That I think over Rick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Neil Young. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it's endless. can't be that guy. 
I just think, uh, yeah, it'd be, be fun to have somebody like that that put their, put, you know, just give it a little bit of direction to give yeah. you that kind of, uh, mm-hmm. you know, something to put their flavor on it a little bit and help push you guys and create something great, like, you know, whatever. Yeah. Just, yeah. Uh, it is different because everybody's got their own thing, you know, like, like I'll go back to like when we went down to Sun Studio, we worked with a guy down there, the producer down there. He was a little bit more guitar driven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we recorded two songs there, and then we came back to uh, St. Louis and went to Smith Lee Studio in Maplewood, and we recorded with um, Jack Petrachik. Yeah, Jack, mm-hmm. and he's a drummer. So it was interesting to like listen to right. versions of the two two songs that we did mm-hmm. and hear like this was his take on it and this was his <laughs> take on it. I mean, the songs were pretty similar, but you had a little bit more guitar heavy guy and a little bit more drum heavy guy. So right. it's always different to hear everybody's interpretation yeah. or something like that yeah um what about uh this is just kind of another fun one to think about and stuff but uh if uh if the day comes along we have a miles of wire action figure uh <laughs> box set uh what would what would be uh three accessories uh, that you guys would have with your the action figures Hmm. Underwear, beer, and a Bible. That's <laughs> <laughs> all you need. Got to have kung fu grip. Yeah. You know. <laughs> all right. <laughs> and a flamethrower. Flamethrower. <laughs> <laughs> the zombie apocalypse. Uh, a miles of wire action figure. Yeah. I would think, other than playing guitar and singing and playing drums and bass, etc., it wouldn't be too active. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's just a hunch. Yeah, <laughs> the pick. Uh, yeah, it's just a it's a, it's, a, it's a pick in the box. Yeah. <laughs> it's your action figure. You have to move it. Right. Uh, <laughs> that uh, I don't know. For saying the pick, I was just thinking uh, that silly tenacious D movie, The Pick of Destiny. Oh yeah. yeah. Right. So. Uh what uh all right what about um a uh is there a like a again this is just fun one trip what would be like a movie or a tv show you wish you were in is there any kind of like certain uh world or uh anything that you guys like think like that would could be fun to be a part of that and like hmm. i'm watching the sopranos <laughs> yeah but i don't want to be part of that world right, yeah, but right. I, I wouldn't mind you know it's a wonderful show to watch do you want to be a part of yeah. it yeah yeah not necessarily sure i think uh, i mean i i talk about it a bunch well, a lot of times like a show like uh breaking bad or or something I'm like yeah they're great shows but it's like do i want to be in that do i don't you know, yeah. game of thrones or whatever do i do i want to live in that world i don't know about that like mm-hmm. it's a pretty uh well, you it's know. funny that you mentioned the sopranos and we go to breaking bad you yeah know, like, <laughs> the sopranos is kind of like the start of like like when you the hero is this anti-hero you know mm-hmm. like and you're rooting for this guy that's an awful guy yeah you know he's a psychopath but you're like rooting for him really yeah. rooting for you him. know and yeah. that's the same way with uh breaking bad and a lot of the shows mm-hmm. that are out now like these heroes aren't that good of people sure but you're yeah. still rooting for them yeah they're cop because that's kind of how heroes are you know not everybody's perfect <laughs> yeah <laughs> 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 Hardly. Uh, all right um all right both for uh, you guys both answer this also what um 
All right, you're at the concert and uh, the band calls you up on the stage and like asks you to, to sing for the song for the night. What's the band and what's the song you, you would uh, like to front the band for the night for a song? Hmm. hmm. Is there any uh, like it, like could if, if if both of us the question is posed to both of us? Like, yeah. Well, I mean, what band could we sing? Sure. I, could, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it, but I'd get on stage with like Bad Brains. Yeah. I couldn't sing like oh, HR. Sure. But, but that like was a like a big influence when I was growing up, like early mm-hmm. on, like being like twelve and thirteen, like seeing yeah. the Bad Brains, like just going, oh my, look at those guys. Right? Yeah. You know. Yeah, I'll have to piggyback off Adam with the SST records. I'd it would be being able to sing "A uh, Girl Who Lives on Heaven Hill" by uh, Husker Du. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah that's just do. and and New Day Rising is it, it's yeah, not I mean, just a punk. Go record. back and do our influences. Yeah, it's just, know, exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd love to get up and play like anything with Fugazi. You know. Yeah. Uh, Another big inspiration, another big band growing up. Yeah, you guys, so you guys are pretty into the more punks. Uh, oh, it runs like deep. growing up. Yeah. yeah, like I mean, influences are all over the place. But yeah, yeah. yeah. being younger, um, younger skateboarder. Yeah, like hardcore mm-hmm. music was was right there. You know, initially, you know, of course, you know, you're younger and there's a lot. Sure. Of, I don't want to say you know it's not angry, but there's a lot of emotion and a lot of adrenaline you can relate to it you know? yeah because you got a lot of emotions a lot of things going on and uh so yeah definitely an influence but mm-hmm. i mean the influences are all over the place too you know yeah like i said with the show tunes growing up with my dad you know and classical music with my mom and you know we're both miles davis freaks miles Jazz davis freaks in general john coltrane you yeah. know like and i look back like we talked before we started like you know like my older brother sean you know big influence on me you know having an older brother uh he's quite not quite a bit older he's almost 10 years older um so seeing him i'll tell a funny story about him like he probably won't like it but (laughs) so he was like in my basement him and the neighborhood kids were putting on a show uh with fake instruments they had a real drum set, but they had like fake instruments. They had like a plywood cut out of a double neck guitar, <laughs> and they were playing Rush. There you go. And it was it was amazing. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all of us little uh, neighborhood kids were watching them play uh, Tom Sawyer. <laughs> so I mean, there's an yeah. influence right there. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty hilarious. Also, my my nephew Anthony, he's a frontman for the Death, a band out of St. Louis, and even though they're younger than, you know, all of them are younger than we are. They're they're just a lovely group and he he gave me their most recent record missouri moon on vinyl and it's it's a lot they're just they've got the hooks the chops all that it's just yeah i mean it's it's hard to say what it's like a full circle thing you know like like when we were playing like we played a show at the pageant and his nephew came with all of his friends Mm -hmm. and supported us and then years later they're in a band, you know, so they were like, you guys were our influence, but yet, like, when I listen to them, I'm like, they're now an sure. influence on us. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, even though we were influencing them to begin with, it, like, it, it totally it went full circle. Around. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, uh, I, I mean, I do a lot of that uh, with um, music. You know, it's like uh, a lot of times, like, I'll start with somebody 
uh, and they're doing their own thing, and then, so that's you know it's some influence. And then I'm not, not that I play, but just like it has an effect on me. And then like you find out, oh, they're you know big on this band, you know, and uh, you start like discovering music kind of backwards, uh, like mm-hmm, you know, people yeah. that came before them and stuff. Yeah. Um, and so it's a it's a fun way we, we continue to keep making music fresh for everybody and stuff. Like it's yeah. uh, you know it's always evolving, and people add their own twist on different things even though it's like you know and of course mashing things together and stuff you or different whatever it is inside so it keeps it uh, fun to continually discover new stuff all the time but, yeah it's, a, uh, it's weird now to to find music i find music that i think is new and it's like oh, 2007 yeah you know or you know growing up like we were listening to uh college radio and like I was watching 120 minutes on MTV or MTV when they used to play videos. Yeah, I heard they, and, they were uh, like, you four- know, like <laughs> looking for college, you know, radio stations, like I said, or 88.1, and you were hearing new music. But now, like, it's so accessible and there's so much That's music, true. it's hard to keep up to date on everything. Yeah. yeah. You know, to hear the newest thing. Sweet. Like I said, I keep hearing stuff and I'm like, oh, that's awesome. And then I'm like, oh, that's from. 2009 yeah i always wondered if still Kings, loving it but i always wondered if speaking of what you know what you're talking about with there's so much music and saturation and all that maybe it's a good thing maybe it's not who knows but i always wondered if that line everybody's got to be a genius by kings of leon yeah. their first record i was like i always wondered if that was the, what that was about mm-hmm. yeah, everybody gotta be a genius <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah it's just like yeah i don't know there's a there's a great podcast. I don't know. I think why this popped up, but there's a great podcast I listen to a lot called The Five Hundred, uh, Josh Adam Meyer, and and uh, really the I plugged it on here a bunch, but it, the the gist of the show is that he um, had a buddy that was like super fan of music and was always telling him like listen to all these records and mm-hmm. uh, and he never did like he always he's kind of always stuck in his own lane with like listening to what he liked and. Yeah. And uh, well, his friend passed, and this was like his tribute to his friend. And he's like, finally, go and listen back all these records that he talked about and stuff. So it's the five, the uh, Rolling Stones' greatest, five hundred greatest albums of all time. And, yeah. and he started at mm-hmm. five hundred, and he's working his way up the list. Ah. And and uh, and a lot of them are with comedians and, and his friends. And but he also sometimes has great guests of like that were involved on the record. And um, he, uh, I can't think of his name now, but the, the like the last. Living Temptation. He got to talk to him about mm. the Temptations anthology record. Uh, he talked to Billy Gibbons about uh, 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 Eliminator. Uh, you know, stuff like this. it's a great uh, guest and stuff like that. But Shane, you know, ZZ Top's going to be. In yeah, this town. <laughs> yeah. Which uh, R.I.P. Uh, yeah, Dusty yeah. Hill, man. That was a really a bummer for sure. Yeah. Um, I'm big. I'm ZZ Top's big place in my heart. I mean, I grew up on those records with my my dad and mom, and, and heavily influenced on that blues rock and stuff. So, um, but anyway, but like a guy like uh, one of the records that stood out that I recently listened to, like for the first time, uh, kind of talking about some of the you know 2007 and whatever, and it's like uh, was uh, like White Stripes uh, and listening to Jack White and coming through like. I knew a couple of the hits that were on the radio and stuff, yeah. but I didn't really get it. And I'm like, and then like listening to that and like kind of rediscovering something 10 years old already, like, you know, listening mm-hmm. to these White Stripes records. I was like, damn, and there's something like, there's some of that stuff is really good that yeah. I didn't know. And 
uh, you know, maybe you got yeah. uh, and they, deterred by a, a single that was like, oh, I didn't really like that, and like, but then you realize the rest of the stuff on the records, there's some good stuff in there. And, and they make they made me go back and listen to and re-listen to old blues, sure, and number you know standards and like Sunhouse and stuff yeah. like that. But yeah, I, yeah, I mean that's, that's a nice thing. There's always it. sure it's so circular. Yeah, always something like that. You know, like growing up, like you know, you hear Pink Floyd, and like all you hear about is the Wall. Right. <laughs> and the wall is amazing it's great yeah. but then you go back and delve into the early stuff and you're like wow this is this is amazing yeah Metal. this is completely different you know yeah yeah I, that's fun though I, I'm like I said what keeps me keeps me doing the show still can you know yeah. like discovering new tunes all the time so even if it's a uh, new or old or whatever it is I saw it's just fun to keep uh, expanding and stuff so uh, but uh but yeah, man, this was cool. super cool, guys. I'm really yeah, glad we did you. this tonight, thank man. You. Uh, again, uh, grab tickets. Come on out and join us at uh, uh, the Het. You said, the Het, yeah. yeah, and then uh, in Lebanon, Illinois, on August 28th. And hopefully, uh, you guys do have a Miles of Wire Facebook page for yes. those that want to mm-hmm. get involved there. And hopefully, we'll have a lot more um, announcements soon. Uh, you know, keep fingers yeah. crossed. We'll make that happen and. Um, continue this and not uh, like I said not, not another 10 years later so uh, but I, I would uh, I would love to uh, get out and come see you guys play so I'm uh, going to try to make that happen on the 28th and come out and see you right on so, appreciate it Thanks. thank you uh, but thank you guys and I will uh, talk to you all soon thank cool. you so much all right. bye everybody rock paper podcast rock paper podcast rock paper podcast well yeah that was it